Hi, everyone, and welcome again to Weather or Not. I'm WABC Chief Meteorologist Lee Goldberg. On this episode, we talk about flood emergency all the way through the holiday forecast, hopefully a little calmer. We have gotten a couple of deluges over the past few weeks in December, and it's caused a major flood event over parts of the tri-state area. Is that something we have to get used to? Is this unusual in December? All those questions answered along with your holiday forecast on this edition of Weather or Not. So right now, we're going to turn to Ray Creslow, Senior Service Hydro hydrologist with the National Weather Service in Mount Holly. Ray, thanks so much for joining us on short notice. I really appreciate it. Hey, my pleasure. So, Ray, you know, something that surprised me about this event, you know, the Passaic River Basin going into major flood stage, you know, I look back at some of the record events in this basin and you look at Irene, you look at Sandy, but this was a, a two to maybe five inch rainstorm and we're in major flooding. Uh, can you explain why this happened? First and foremost, uh, time of year. Uh, the storms that you mentioned happen in the warm season. Uh, in that warm season, uh, we have a lot of things growing around us. Uh, trees uh, are taking in water from the ground. Uh, grass, orchards, fields, agriculture, you name it, right? During the growing season, we have a lot of water that is being removed from the ground, the, the top, top portion of the ground, right? The, what we call soil moisture. So right now, everything is dormant. We don't have those, those things I just mentioned uh, pulling the moisture or pulling the water through their root system hmm. out of the ground. So we just had a rain event last, last week. That kind of primed us. Mm. That that rain was still sitting in the ground, and we just got just another uh, like you, like you said, three to five inches. Not not a crazy event. Not like we've seen seven, ten inches of rain with the other events, but uh, it fell on on a wet ground. It had nowhere to go. Uh, so when it doesn't get into the ground, it runs off into our local creeks and streams and rivers, and then that leads to that leads to flooding. Oh, so interesting. Okay, so we're talking multiple events, obviously a dormant season with our trees and our vegetation, and also, listen, even in terms of us, it's not as high a consumption season in terms of water, in terms of the population. That is correct. No one's filling pools, you know, things along those lines. Uh, no one's watering their grass. Um, but I think that's a little bit, not necessarily, those two items, while I totally agree with you, I don't know if they contributed to, to uh uh, you know, what, what we, what we're currently seeing, unfortunately. Okay. Can we talk about how the Passaic river basin works? Cause also, I mean, of course that is draining a tremendous amount of water across Northern New Jersey, but I wanted to sort of get the viewers an idea about how much work this basin has to do to drain the area. No, it's, it's very complex. Uh, totally agree with you there. Um, Gosh, before the before the water ever makes it into the main stem Passaic River, right? You have the Ramapo, you have the Wanakee River. I'm trying to think here, you have the Paquonic River, mm -hmm. Compton, Rockaway, Whippany, all of these rivers. And let, let's say you know these are smaller rivers in comparison to the main stem Passaic, but you have uh, all of this water uh, moving through those rivers making its way into the main stem Passaic. And then the main, ste main stem Passaic, of course, is then going through Little Falls and, and those places, unfortunately, that are, that are seeing the flooding uh, the last couple of days. 
this is a case where uh, these last two storms were really, as you described it, kind of equal opportunity in terms of like it just didn't go over the Ramapo Basin, the Saddle River. This really hit the entire Passaic River Basin hard. And that that's correct. That's correct. So we we talked about just a moment ago about the time of year. That you know that was that was uh, uh, one reason why we're you know three to five inches, like you said, not a lot of water, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it in in itself, but uh, it not only you know how can I explain this? You know what what the ground conditions are doing is is important, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, but but also how far reach. Uh, you know, is the rainfall, you know, how, how, how much rain is falling across the area. If it's just falling over, let's say the Ramapo or the Wanaku, mm-hmm. maybe the main stem flooding on the Passaic isn't as bad. But if you have rainfall, which is more widespread, and it falls over more basins that feed uh, the, the main stem Passaic, and unfortunately, that's, that's what happened this go around. And that's why we're, we're seeing such elevated water levels on the, on the main stem Passaic. The the overall drainage process and timeline, obviously very challenging to forecast. This is a very, you know, just looking at the overall graphs and, and we'll point, we'll let our viewers know where to find this. But the overall graph to as when the Passaic is going to fall through moderate, ultimately into minor. I mean, this is the unfortunate part. This could really take us into Christmas here. Why, why the slow decline? Well, it, it, there's a couple of reasons. Uh, one, just uh, the, the sheer amount of water that we're talking about, that, that has to come through the system itself. And when I say system, I mean the, the, the river. And, and then two, we're, we're talking about elevation. Um, you know, we, we don't have a ton of elevation here in the state of, of New Jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't have the Rockies. We don't have the Sierra Nevada. So, um, you know, water flows downhill and, uh, and, and gravity affects the uh, gravity affects that, mm-hmm. right? So um, the steeper slope that you have, the faster that that water is going to run through a system. Uh, and unfortunately, we don't have that. So you're going to, it's so a combination of just the sheer amount of water and the fact that we just don't have a ton of slope in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have a little bit more up by you. I'm, I'm down in, I'm down in Burlington County outside of Philadelphia, right uh, in Mount Holly, right? And I'm, if you go just east of here, we're in the coastal plain, and it is flat as could be. Up by you, you do have a little bit of elevation. Um, certainly, if you go farther north and west, out in, you know, out into uh, Sussex County and Warren County, and, and getting out that way. So I'm not saying that there's no elevation, sure, but there's just not a lot. Gotcha. And, and for that reason, uh, it takes its time to to get out to the Atlantic Ocean. Ray, I live in the Hudson Valley. There's a lot of talk about the water table being elevated in, in, in parts of the Hudson Valley. You and I started to discuss the idea of, you know, is that water table higher in New Jersey? And it was actually an interesting answer we talked about. We sort of weaved it into the idea of, of, of how climate change is going to affect these potential flood events. Can you speak to that water table idea? Yeah, so so hydrologists measure you know the the top level surface. I I, I just mentioned uh, soil moisture earlier, mm-hmm. uh, but also we, we measure groundwater, and 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 groundwater is deeper into uh, you know you're talking about just not your first few inches or for first few feet of soil, but you're talking about 10, 20, 30, 40 feet, 50 feet down, mm-hmm. um, up by you where where you reside and and even in the city, right? You guys. Uh, your water consumption comes from reservoirs. 
Um, so not so much groundwater down here in southern New Jersey, where, where, where I am, uh, it comes from, from mainly from aquifers, from groundwater. So I just want to make a distinction that, that we take a look at also what's going on at the, you know, the, the very top layers of the soil and mm -hmm. then also what's, what's a little bit deeper. That being said, you know, the water table, as you put it, or the, you know, I would say that's more like groundwater, mm -hmm. um, really isn't extreme for this time of, time of year, um, or it's not abnormal. Um, I work with, with uh, 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 a, a uh, part, of, part of what I do is, is working with too little water. We're talking about too much water here, mm -hmm. but I also, also look at things where we talk about too little water and drought. So one of the things that I look at is, is this groundwater. That being said, it like I said, not extreme. It's not above normal. In fact, I would even say that that some of the groundwater around the area is is below normal. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a dry spring in early summer, and and that's when you were talking about time of year and how how uh, how seasons can affect our water usage. Soon as the summer comes, lawn sprinklers go on. People are filling their pools things along those lines. And, and so it takes a lot of that groundwater out. Hmm. A lot of that actually hasn't been replenished yet since, since you know, this past, past early summer. Um, so, so I would say groundwater is less important in terms of flooding. It's mm -hmm. very important in terms of water consumption. But more importantly, probably it, it, soil moisture. Mm -hmm. And that's that top layer of, of uh water that is that is in the soil itself hmm. so that uh, we were primed last week uh like like i said with that first rainfall uh not this past weekend but the weekend before and so we have all of this all, all that rain that that fell not all but a a good amount of that moisture was sitting in the top layer of soil hmm. for the last week right prior to what we just saw on sunday night and time of year, the sun angle's low, it's not hot, we don't get any evaporation either this time of year. So that water just sits there. Mm -hmm. We had the second rainfall, it tried to get into the ground, it couldn't because of that existing soil moisture was high, and so this weekend's rainfall led to a large amount of runoff, and again, unfortunately, I, I feel so bad for, I mean, flooding is not fun and at all. And uh, no matter what time of year it is, um, uh, my heart goes out to those feeling the, uh, the impacts right now of, uh, of the flooding across, across North Jersey. Uh, your advice to our viewers and homeowners in the area, I think um, you had a great description when we talked before the interview, because, you know, we can all get ready for a snowstorm. Flooding is, a, the perceptions of flooding are a little bit different, but uh, some 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 good tools that you that our viewers can arm themselves with in terms of what to study when it comes to being prepared for a flood situation. Like we, the best thing that I could say is like prepare on those blue sky sunny days, right? Hopefully the preparation that you need you'll never have to use, right? But at least you'll be you'll be prepared, right? Another thing that you and I were talking about were maybe evacuation routes. Mm -hmm. Your house may not flood or your commercial, you know, if you own a business, that may not flood. But you need to know, you know, is this road going to flood or mm -hmm. is this road going to flood? How, how, how am I going to evacuate if, if I need to evacuate? Again, that's another thing that local emergency managers, uh, your uh, local engineers, uh, 
you know, that are within the township can, can kind of paint a picture for, for all residents. Um, the other thing is, is uh, uh, so we have, um, we have the, the Weather Service has a, has a website mm -hmm. uh, with all different little uh, flood gauges and flood points on them and forecast. If you live near a gauge and you know, um, you know, uh, let, let's say you, you, there was a flood several years ago mm -hmm. and that gauge got up to 12 feet. The water right. level got up to 12 feet at that particular gauge and it didn't quite get up to your house. Right. But it was close. And, and, and then we just had this storm. And let's say that gauge was saying, you know, water levels, we're going to get up to 15 feet. Well, you know, that tells you that you may have some issues. Okay. You might need to evacuate or prepare or harden or, you know, put something, you know, prepare your house for, for flooding, move things out of the basement, move things off the first floor, elevate them, things along those lines, which, you know, I guess those were the things that come to mind as, as what I would recommend folks to do. Ray, as uh, just to finish up here, as, as you were just talking, I just some quick and dirty forecasting, just looking ahead to our next rainfall event, which it looks like we're going to get through the Christmas holiday without anything too serious, which is great. Let these waters recede. There is a hot spot sometime uh, leading into New Year's, maybe it's mid or late week next week. Uh, maybe the early precipitation forecast could be half inch, inch of rainfall. Um, if, if that were to verify in that type of range, not these two to four inches or three to five inches in a one inch, is that something the basin could absorb and there wouldn't be any significant flooding? No, I think you're right. You know, I think if we get that half inch, that, that inch amount, uh, you know, uh, and, and it falls over the course of 12, 24 hours. Yeah. I, I think, I think for the most part, we should be okay. Okay. Um, I think if we if we get up to that two inch mark, okay. Um, so keep an eye on things going forward. You sure. know, if the forecast changes and, and we start to see some more elevated rainfall totals and we start to exceed two inches across the basin, um, that would raise a, a red flag for me. Okay, some great information. Uh, Ray Clevsel, uh senior S service hydrologist with the National Weather Service. Thanks for all the information. Happy holidays. Uh, happy healthy New Year to you. There's some great information uh, that uh, I know a lot of people are alarmed with 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 the recent rainfall events, and hopefully, sort of ease their minds uh, with some things going forward and, and some tools to prepare. We really appreciate you joining us on whether or not. My pleasure. Thank you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. And now on to the holiday forecasts, that transition now to the new year, and is it going to be a new pattern as well? That's what we're going to focus on here. We'll first look at the old steering winds and the jet stream pattern. We go into Christmas Eve, and we're watching what is a little mild push to go into Christmas. So unfortunately, you're looking at a green Christmas for sure. Uh, will there be any precipitation? Nothing significant, which is good. Coming off of the couple flood events, uh, it's a weak little system. If you look over the parts of the Northeast, you don't see a big dip in the jet stream. That's really out over the middle of the country. That's where we're focusing on a storm that's coming out of the West Coast. And it's sending us pieces. And that first piece is going to be on Christmas Eve, really into the start of the weekend, where there's a lot of clouds. There might be a stray shower. The air mass is pretty dry. I'm not really concerned about it. I'm certainly not going to delay Santa. Not going to be a big deal there. So as we go into Christmas Day, we're going to actually get a little surge of mild air. Not the perfectly sunny day. It might start out with a little morning chill. But overall, I think temperature is going to be above normal as we shot to get to maybe 50 degrees on Christmas Day. But that's out ahead of a pretty significant storm system that's over the middle of the country. And the confidence in that path of that storm, I'd say it's moderate at this point. I still think overall this is 
going to turn out to be a, a rain event for us sometime in the middle of next week, but we'll have to watch out to see if it kind of is slow to exit, is there some cold air that might be able to wrap into the storm a little bit. You see, it's definitely going to be a rain event probably in the Tuesday night into Wednesday time period, and one little difference is that I think it probably gets pushed offshore on Thursday, but if there's some lingering piece of it and some polar air is able to work into the storm, is there a little wintry edge to this thing or a parting shot in the interior on uh, Wednesday late or Thursday? Something we'll have to watch for. Uh, it does look like it's a decent rainfall. I don't think it's the two to four, five inch rainfall that we've just gone through a couple of times. Maybe it's more of a half an inch to an inch. We you know, are going to have to look at that trend um, because as we heard from the hydrologist at the National Weather Service, we start topping two inches. Now we could talk about our rivers going out of, our uh, the, out of the banks again. So that's something to be very concerned about. All right, as we go toward New Year's Eve, now things starting to show a little bit more polar air, starting to get into the northeast. Still doesn't look like it has tremendous staying power, but I think we're starting to see signs of the pattern we talked about on whether or not in November and early December and that the overall pattern into January is going to favor more cold air locked in and the idea of maybe more snowfall than rainfall. And that may actually be some welcome news to, to flood-prone areas that don't want to get soaked in this time of year that obviously the water has nowhere to go and it just runs off and we get the flooding. So we'll see if that evolves. But just back to that Christmas forecast, a little bit of Christmas history. You remember how cold it was last year? 27 degrees, absolutely frigid. That was coming off a couple of very mild Christmases before that little seasonable. Go all the way back to that 2015 Christmas where it was 66 degrees, the record high. And I want to say Christmas uh, Eve was actually in the low 70s and, and we, we topped out in the 60s on Christmas Day. So this one looks a little bit above normal. Nothing crazy. It looks dry. Uh, maybe a little bit in the way of more clouds and sunshine. Here's our official forecast so far. I think we'll start out the morning with a little festive chill. Probably around 40 degrees in New York City, 30s in the suburbs and about 50 during the afternoon hours. Not a perfectly sunny day. A mixture of su sunshine and clouds. The overall 10-day trend. Again, you can see a lot of yellows there. Still above normal trend into next week in advance of that storm that's likely to bring some rain, maybe a little closer to average leading into New Year's Eve, but right now doesn't look like any extreme cold as the ball drops in Times Square and temperatures near normal to start 2024, but overall with kind of a, a colder signal as we head through the month of January. And you're all, you're seeing that in the uh, Climate Prediction Center extended outlook too. We go beyond the seven day into early January and sure, there's a lot of above normal air, but remember that was basically swallowing up the whole country in recent updates but now we're starting to see below normal air in the southeast that's because a lot of storminess there and, and more of an easterly flow but look in the northeast how we're near to above normal in northern new england but we're starting to see a little bit more cold air get into the works uh precipitation overall basically near normal. That's good too. We don't need anything excessive. So hopefully we just go into more typical rain events rather than the deluges that we saw uh, during the, the middle and latter part of December. So that's the way the forecast is shaping up now. Our next focus will be on uh, midweek next week after Christmas for that rain event. And again, the cold that may lock in as we go into January. So there's your flooding information, your holiday forecast. want to thank you for visiting whether or not. It's our last episode for 2023. I um, want to thank you for all your support so far with whether or not as it continues to grow and continues to try to uh, take up more space in the podcast world. But we really enjoy doing it for you. We'll keep you updated on 
all storms going forward and weather patterns uh, in the new year. New year. If you have any requests, feel free to reach out to us on all of our social platforms. But thanks once again for watching Whether or Not, and we'll see you next time. Rain or shine, a happy holidays, and a very happy, healthy new year.